You're listening to Mount Carmel Baptist Church's weekly Sunday worship service message at 11 a.m. Mount Carmel is located in Demarest, Georgia. To learn more, visit mtcarmeldemarest.com or facebook.com forward slash mtcarmeldemarest. Thanks for listening. Before I get started, or as I get started, um, one of the first things I want to do is to, number one, um, give all of these kids one more round of applause for being up here. A lot of them were nervous just like me, so if they can do it, I can do it uh, sort of thing. Uh, the next thing I want to do is if you are on the youth committee, and I know who you are, so if you don't stand up, I'm going to call you out. Um, so if you are on the youth committee right now, will you please stand? Okay, I want all of you to recognize these people for the hard work they do in committing themselves to these youth, so give them a round of applause. These are also the faces you can berate with questions and concerns. You don't have to come to me, you can go to them. Um, the next person I want to recognize is Miss B down here in front. Uh, you can stand up. Um, for those of you who don't know, Miss B used to um, run the youth here and stepped down about a year ago or so. Um, but she, and believe me, she's going to be one of my examples in my message today, um, she has stayed committed to the youth even though she changed her role. Um, she is currently running our um, sticks program, so if you have any questions about that, she's the person to see, and she also pitches in to buy a Starbucks every once in a while. <laughs> so thank you, Ms. B. <laughs> so the purpose of why I wanted to, or why we wanted to do this service was it is actually spawned by some of you. Um, when we decided to go on this trip to Winter Extreme, um, we decided to design these awesome t-shirts that you see. And all of you saw how awesome they were and you came running to us wanting to purchase one or wear one. Um, and I wanted to take the time before I offered them up to the masses um, to really talk about what's on the back. Um, because all of you know what's on the front. All of you know Mount Carmel. Um, you go here, you know what we're about. Um, but the back of the shirt is more of what the youth decided. It wasn't me or Matt or, or Everett or, or anybody like that. They saw the need for this, and they sat down with us and chose this to represent us. Um, and so the scripture on the back of the shirt is 2 Peter 3, 18. Um, and I'm actually going to have Mr. Thomas come up here and read 2 Peter 3, 17 and 18, just so it flows a little better for him, but I'm going to ask him to come up and do that at this time. Therefore, dear friends, since you know this, this in advance, be on your guard so that you are not led away by the error of lawless people and fall from your own stability, but grow in the grace and knowledge of your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. To him be the glory both now into the day of eternity. Amen. Amen. Thanks, sir. Give him a round of applause. All right, so as we were working through developing our mission, our goal, what we wanted to do as a youth group, um, Jaden touched on it a little bit on Wednesday nights. We're going through the book of Mark. And one of the things that we realized uh, 
in our journey as a youth group was that before we went into this study, uh, we were doing a lot of topical studies, um, and they became repetitive. And we didn't just notice that. They noticed that. Y'all going to be a big part of my sermon. I'm like going to be pointing out like all the time. Um, and so they came to us and said, didn't we just study this like a month ago? Like, didn't we just watch this or do this or do that? And so they advocated um, for a change. And so uh, Matt and I, who teach them on Wednesday nights, um, took that as a challenge and decided to come up and do a study with, uh, on Mark. And we go through it each week, um, really diving deep into the message and the word um, so that they can take out of it uh, what it says for what it's worth. Um, and you'll also notice on the back of the shirt, at the very top, there's this, it's a root system. And so what we realized was that we needed to expand and grow the roots of who we were as a, as a group. And what we realized is that we needed to find a verse that met that, that met that expectation and challenged the students in doing that. And so we came upon 2 Peter 3.18. And just to give you a little background of what 2 Peter 3.18 is. So Peter is uh, writing a letter to the church, and this is when his ministry is winding down, kind of his last will and testament sort of thing, on what he thinks is important for the church to know. Um, if you shake your head no when I say something. <laughs> he's like going like this, but like if you shake your head no, I'm going to be like, oh, goodness. Um, so he's writing a letter, and chapter 3, he's warning the church about um, there will be people that come along that are scoffers that uh, question whether Jesus is really coming back. Like, he said he was coming back. He hasn't come back yet. You're, you're not telling us the truth, all this sort of stuff. And he also warns against people who are going to be challenged with understanding the word. And instead of studying it, they're going to misinterpret it and lead others astray and lead others to lead their own and others' downfall um, sort of thing. And so we come upon 2 Peter 3.18 as Peter's way of challenging the church to step up in ways to avoid these pitfalls and downfalls that they're going to encounter. Um, and so when we look at how we apply this to our youth right now is they experience this every day, whether it's at school, whether it's on the court, during basketball practice. Um, some of them are getting to the age where they work, um, and they'll experience at work just like we do. And uh, what we want to do is equip them to be able to handle those situations. And the best way to do that is to grow their roots. Um, and Peter gives us two great ways in order to grow our roots. Um, and the first, there's two of them, grace and knowledge. And the first one I want to look at, I'm kind of going to do it in reverse. Um, the first one I want to look at is knowledge. Um, and how do we, as a church, grow in knowledge? And how do you all help us challenge them to grow in knowledge? Um, so when we look at, I think we all have a pretty good understanding of what knowledge means. Um, just knowing that something is there, knowing something exists, uh, sort of thing. But the biblical understanding of knowledge goes a lot deeper. Um, knowledge, growing in knowledge and understanding of Christ is about building a relationship with Christ. It's about an understanding. The best way, and my wife is not here. She's sick this morning, so pray for her. Um, and it's going to be easier to talk about her when she's not here because I'm not, like looking at her and like getting all emotional and everything. Um, I, as I studied this, the best way that I can 
communicate this with you all is my relationship with her. Is whenever I first met her, I knew her. Her name was Caitlin. I introduced myself. We knew who each other were. And as we grew in our relationship, I started understanding not just where she's from or uh, how old she was. Um, it became much more than surface level things. Um, I started understanding her emotions, her feelings. Um, sometimes she wishes I understood them more, um, sort of thing. Um, but I had to understand, in order to grow our relationship, I had to understand her more and grow in knowledge of who she is. Um, and so once that happened, and especially once we got married and we started living together, that knowledge had to expand very quickly. I had to know to take the trash out as soon as it's full, not wait two days, because that doesn't work. Um, you get the evil eye sort of thing. Um, and so in the same way with the Lord, we have to do the same thing. We have to grow in our knowledge of him, and that means we have to build a relationship with him. And once we do that, we have to start doing certain things to grow in knowledge. And like we're doing on Wednesday nights with them, you have to read the scripture. That's the baseline. We talk, Josh talked about it last week. Like, the word is the word, and that's where it starts. And so we kind of went back to the basics, and we understood that in order to grow this youth group and their roots, we had to start with the word, and we had to help them understand the word. Because a lot of them can tell you John 3.16. A lot of them can tell you a verse, but, and they'll admit it. To begin with, like, they, they had heard the stories, but they didn't know what they meant. They knew there were disciples. They knew, you know, who Lazarus was. They knew who John the Baptist was. But I guarantee you, and they can say I'm wrong if I'm wrong, they learned a lot more about John the Baptist than they knew before. They, un, they now can correlate who John the Baptist is with Jesus and their relationship a lot more than they did before. And so in order for us to grow and deepen our roots... That's where we have to start, is the scripture. And a, a second thing that, for me, is a big testament to me growing in knowledge, and it's something this group does very, very, very well, um, is fellowship with the saints. Is Josh and I went to college together, and uh, it was one of the things that started in college for me, really, was just talking about the word with other believers, it, 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 it's such a great thing. Uh, we're doing a Bible study once a month with some of the men in the church, and we just sit down and we talk about Scripture, and we talk about how to deliver Scripture, and all these different things that just help us grow in our knowledge of who the Lord is, um, sort of thing. And so they do a great... You'll see most of these kids. Wednesday night starts at 7 o'clock. Most of them are like out there at like 6.30. And they don't leave at 8, they leave at like 8.30. They are developing relationships with one another to help each other grow in the knowledge. And I'm going to sell one of them out. Uh, just like Ethan borrowed notes from Jaden from Winter Extreme to help him with his speech, right? They help each other out, understanding stuff so they can communicate better with other people, uh, sort of thing. And so... Um, the first thing, and this is very important, um, Aaron and Matt, we were talking about this last night. Um, in Proverbs, it talks about what knowledge is, and fear of the Lord 
is the beginning of knowledge. You have to have an understanding, a, a proper fear, not a, I'm scared to death, just a, a proper fear of who the Lord is uh, sort of thing. And so I think that's something that we've really honed in on with our youth and growing their roots is helping them understand Scripture and have a better knowledge of who Christ is. And then the second thing we see is grace. And I've been singing all week. Grace, grace, God's grace. I love that song. I've been singing it all week. Um, And this has really been, if y'all don't get anything out of this, I got so much out of this when it comes to God's grace and understanding it. Um, I think it's something that a lot of us don't fully understand of how great it is um, sort of thing. And so um, God's grace is a lot different than the grace that I might show you or someone else might show you. Um, our grace is giving someone a second chance. Well, it's usually my wife giving me grace, like at a couple extra minutes to get ready when she's ready to go. I'm the one who takes forever to get ready. Um, and so there's these different ways that we show each other grace. Um, but God's grace is defined as um, favor, unmerited favor. Um, one, one thing I saw, and I really like this, it's mercy, not merit um, sort of thing. And there's nothing, the biggest part about God's grace is the fact that we've done absolutely nothing to deserve it. Absolutely nothing. But yet, he decided that he wanted to share his grace with us. And how did he do that? Um, it all started when he sent his son to die on the cross and give us the ultimate grace that he could give us. He saved us from our sins. And from, like Josh said last week, he saved us from being in the outer limits with a gnashing of teeth. That's what he saved us from when he did that. Um, And there are several instances um, that speak to this. And like a genius, I left my Bible down there. So Matt, will you hand me my Bible? Um... There's two scriptures that I want to look at that talk about grace that I think are very, um, very important um, when it comes to grace. And so the first one is in 1 Corinthians 15. And it's Paul speaking, and as we all know, Paul, early in his life, wasn't the greatest man and made some bad choices. And he's talking, and he says... For I am the least of the apostles, unworthy to be called an apostle, because I persecuted the church of God. But by the grace of God, I am what I am, and his grace toward me was not in vain. On the contrary, I work harder than any of them, though it was not I, but the grace of God that is within me. And this is Paul speaking. The man who who wrote so many of the books in the New Testament speaking that if it wasn't for that grace to God, of God, shown to him, that he wouldn't have been in the spot he was in. He probably would still have been persecuting Christians. He probably would have gone down as one of the, the worst persecutors in history if he would have kept doing what he was doing. Um, but God stopped him where he was at, and he received that grace, and it changed his life forever. And then if you flip over to Titus 3, verse 4, it says, But when the goodness and loving kindness of God our Savior appeared, 
He saved us, not because of works done by us in righteousness, but according to his own mercy, by the watching of regeneration and renewal of the Holy Spirit, who he poured out on us richly through Jesus Christ our Savior, so that being justified by his grace, we might become heirs according to the hope of eternal life. We were justified by his grace, not our own. And so many of us, in this world, try to do it through our own grace. And we ignore God's grace. And when I was thinking about it and how to apply it, I think a lot of us, we, have, we think of grace as an umbrella. When it's a rainy day outside, we'll grab it to protect us from the rain. But when it's a beautiful sunny day outside, we leave the umbrella by the door and continue on with our lives like, like we don't need it. But the fact is we need it every single day. We have to carry it with us by our side, covering us all the time. And that's something that this has really spoken to me this week, is that there's times where I get in a place of struggle or temptation, and I run to that grace. And the mindset that I have to run to it is even the wrong mindset. The fact that I don't stand that, understand that it's there with me all the time. It reminds me... Um, and I was thinking about this today. It reminds me of, I have a dog, and her name's Dixie. I got her about four years ago. Me and Caitlin had just started talking and dating, and I went and got this dog, because I had another dog and needed a companion. And we've had Dixie for about four or five years now, and she's the sweetest dog ever. Um, she's skittish, she's scared of other people, but she loves us. And I know that no matter what I do, that dog will love me. I can, if, when I walk in the door every day, she's jumping up on me. When I pour her food, she's like going crazy. Um, she always wants to be around me. But there's some days when I come home, I'm tired from work. I really just want to lay down and take a nap. I don't want to, you know, I don't want to go out in the yard to play. I don't want to do this. I don't want to do that with her. And I'll go lay down on the bed or lay down on the couch. And I'll wake up, and who is right there beside me? Dixie. I, I didn't do anything to deserve her love to come and sit beside me. If anything, she should be in the corner going, oh my goodness, I can't believe he didn't even acknowledge me when he walked in the door. But her love for me is so unconditional that no matter how, how I treat her, at the end of the day, she is always beside me. And that's how I view God's grace. It's not, it's, there are days when I come in and I acknowledge God and I thank him for his grace and and Jesus' tail is just a wagon. He's loving it, right? He's loving that I'm spending time with him and I'm, and I'm getting into his word and I'm telling others about him. But then there's other days where we're like, eh, I had a really rough day at work. I just want to go home and relax and not think about anything. And we'll, we'll, we'll take a nap or, or we'll, we'll go out to dinner or whatever it is and we'll get home and we'll sit down and we'll just stop for a minute and just think. And we're like, Oh, hey, Jesus, because he was right there the whole time. He didn't leave us. He didn't forsake us. He is right there the whole time. And that's the way his grace is. It's right there the whole time. And so for me, it's that piece of understanding that he's there for us all the time. And so the question now is, how does that apply to our youth? How does that apply to you? How does it apply to you working with the youth? And so the two things... Uh, that we see here are very important. I think the first thing is helping them grow in knowledge. 
I think a lot of you have been in this church a while, maybe not, but have been in the Word a while, and you are full of knowledge. You're much older than I am. You've probably been studying a lot longer than I have. I'm 32 years old, and if I can teach these kids, anybody can, believe me. Um, And so the first challenge is learning, growing in the knowledge, but it's also sharing the knowledge. What good does it do if you sit at your house, read the Bible every day, and just never share it? Because I tell you right now, these kids love the fact that we pour into our lessons we dive into our lessons. But to be honest, and Matt, Matt will attest to this too, there's only so much knowledge between us. But if we look at all the knowledge between every single one of us, it's vast. It, it just expounds, multiplies. And so the first application is start teaching. If you want to teach, you come see me. I will give you a book and I will let you teach. And a lot of you sit there and go, well, I can't relate to the youth. I'm too old. I don't know what they're into. I I, I don't know how to give them the the applications to their life. And I think like what Josh said last week about the Word, the Word is the Word. The Word doesn't need you. The Word is the Word. The Word stands alone. And they understand that. And they understand that if you come before them, Giving them the word and just the word, they're going to soak it in. They do it every week. So if you're afraid that you're not going to be able to relate, don't worry about that. Matt and I in our old age can try to attempt to relate too, but sometimes we miss the mark. But that doesn't matter because we're giving them the word. And the second thing is grace. Right? How do we grow in our own grace, but how do we help them grow in grace? And I think, for me, that's the bigger challenge. Because I'm a very logical thinker. Knowledge, I love knowledge. I love just reading the Word, getting to know more stuff. But for me, what I have to grow in is God's grace, but also how to pass it along. How to help them grow in grace. And so, one of the things that we've done, and they'll tell you this, because it like, makes them nervous all, all the time. And I've actually told Josh to do this before. Is prayer. We've talked to them about the importance of prayer, and we make them pray on Wednesday nights. Somebody's praying, opening us in prayer, somebody's closing us in prayer. One of them is going to close us in prayer tonight. They just, I mean, today, they just don't know who it is yet. Um, and so we work with them. We, talk, we did a lesson not long ago about prayer, about how prayer helps you grow in grace. And so the, 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 the easiest thing for you guys to do is to pray for us. Pray for us who who lead them. Pray for them as they go out. And here's one of the biggest things. Don't pray. This is is one of those things that always gets me. I know know the title of, of everything we're doing is called Next Gen, for next generation. But honestly, they're not the next generation. They are the generation. They are the leaders of today, not tomorrow. And as long as we look at them as the leaders of tomorrow then we're setting them up for failure. We need them to be the leaders of today. Because they, they have a bigger voice than they ever had. Even when I was their age, I didn't have the ability to have a voice the way they are able to have a voice with social media and everything else going on. They have the ability to have a voice so great in our community. So pray for them. 
Pray for them to have the strength to go out and share with others. One of the other things you can do is give. And the first thing you think of when I say give is money, right? Like, oh, I can give, I can give money. I can support them financially, which is great. Believe me, Deadly, I enjoyed Bubba Gump's. It was amazing, right? <laughs> I was all up in them crab legs. They were awesome. Um, and the Starbucks kept me going the, the whole week, weekend. Um, so that is awesome. That's great. But when I talk about giving, I think of a, a sacrificial giving of time and energy. Of Maybe you're like, I don't know if I can teach. You can work. I can put you to work, believe me. Um, we really are trying to set these kids up so where they go out into the community, they can worship and, 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 and speak to others. But in order to do that, comes activities. Like, we want them to stay engaged in the church and do fun stuff and, and that sort of thing. And a lot of that requires setting up and tearing down. You come to us and say, hey, anytime you have an event, if you need help setting up, tearing down, go for it. And I'll speak for next gen. I won't even speak for you. Vacation Bible School? We'll put you to work. Tearing up, setting up, tearing down. You're welcome. Easter egg hunt. Perfect. Another one. Easter egg hunt. If you're like, I'm not great with kids. Okay. If you can lift the table, if you can set an egg down on the ground... You find Mandy. She will put you to work. Right? But you're not doing any good by coming in, sitting in the pew on Sunday, getting up and walking out. You're not doing them any good. You're not doing the ones downstairs any good. You're not doing anybody any good. You're not even doing yourself any good because you're not fulfilling your potential in, the, in Christ. And so my challenge to you all this morning is to evaluate how you're personally growing in knowledge and grace, but also how are you as a church member challenging them to do the same thing? Because the youth committee is put in place to teach, to support, to plan. But we're not put in place to do everything. We're not. And I understand that. Just because I'm on the youth committee doesn't mean I don't do anything else in the church. I understand that. And it could be very easy for me to look at Josh or whoever else and go, you know, I teach on Wednesday nights, and I'm starting a, P.S., we're starting a character study on David, so if you want to help me teach that, let me know. Um, we're going to do a character study on David on Sunday nights. Like, I'm just not, I just can't. I just can't come to the Bible study. I can't do this, I can't do that. Like, I can't. It would be very easy for, and, and a lot of you would be like, oh, he's justified. Like, he's, he's good. He's doing his, he's doing his work. But to be a true member of Mount Carmel and a member of the body of Christ, I'm not fulfilling my potential. There's a decorating committee. And believe me, they love it when I'm here and there's a ladder that has to go up and hang something. I'm, I'm the Levonor, come here. And I, up the ladder I go. Because I'm not saying no to those women on the decorating committee. Um, and so there are places to serve. And I know Josh in July will preach a sermon about membership and and what you're called to do, but I just want to challenge you all to do the same with the youth, specifically. Come to me, come to Matt, come to Everett, come to Cindy, come to Natasha. 
and, and do that. Um, so before we wrap up, um, I'm going to address the elephant in the room, which is the t-shirt, a little bit more. Um, so now that I've explained to you what it is, you now have the, the, the free will to, to purchase one. Um, they are going to be $20, um, and there's a sign-up sheet back by Aaron's door. We do not have them. We're going to wait for you guys, probably get a week or two to get all the orders in, get them made so we're not making a bunch of extra larges and you're all like wearing coats around here that looks like a shirt. Um, and so we're going to get those orders, and whenever the orders come in, we'll have you pay us, we'll exchange you, give me money, I'll give you shirt sort of thing. Um, and we'll be forever grateful. That's the first way you can step up and support us. Um, and so that's that. Um, I know everybody was wanting one because our intern, who is not here, and I so, Emily is our, is our intern, but we have donned her our intern, and she loves that name, so if you see her, refer to her as our intern. Um, she did a great job, so when you see her, please give her credit because she stepped up and wants to be involved in the youth, um, but she's moved on to college age, and she is really, really helpful in a lot of this stuff. And so she designed the T-shirt, and so uh, give her credit where credit is due um, sort of thing. Um, so as we wrap up, um, one of the things that I want to do, as always, anytime we're in church, anytime we come together, is um, there may be someone in here who doesn't know the grace of God, who may not know God at all. You may be sitting there going, what does... What is he talking about? What is this grace that he's received? What is this knowledge that he wants me to grow in? And so I'm going to ask Josh um, to come up here, and he is going to, uh, I'm going to ask every head to be bowed and every eye to be closed. Thanks for listening to Mount Carmel Baptist Church's weekly Sunday worship service message. Mount Carmel is located in Demarest, Georgia. Please join us this Sunday at 11 a.m. To plan your visit, go to mtcarmeldemarest.com.